0: There'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash gelb to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. So we're on page Samech Aleph, <clears throat> um, 61, 11 lines from the top, where it says at the end of the line, Omnam. First sort of line is vechol <laughs> kavanase. So we're just talking about how the way that we deal with physical, the physicality, is in a way of deception, or sort of say deceiving it, like a thief. He becomes friends. He shows as if he's friends with the person, till the person tells him, you know, all his secrets, and then that's when he shows his real intentions and steals from the person. Um, same thing. The person he's involved with all the physical things during the whole day. And it seems like he's, so to say, friends with the physicality. He's on the physicality side. He's he's into it. And then, all of a sudden, he uses all that energy and everything he got from that physicality, he uses it for a holy purpose. The energy he got from eating, he uses it for davening and learning. Or the money he made from his business, he uses it for tzedakah. And then it becomes revealed his true purpose, that he was just trying to take the energy, this holy sparks, out of the physical and bring it back to its source. So that's like a way of deception. However, um, the way that we refine the process of refinement has to be in that way, in a way of deception. Because being that the way that the sparks fell into the sitra into the unholy negative side of the world, was through a way of deception and trickery of the first of the snake when it tricked which snake symbolizes the, whole, the the general idea of Sitra Acher and Chlipa, of the negative forces, the forces of impurity in the world. The snake stole Trick Chavon to eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So that is the whole way that the, the Sitra Acher, the, the, um, the impurity, got this energy from the from holiness in the first place through trickery and deception. That's why we have to take it back through deception. <speaking in Hebrew> That's why the, the way that we refine the... In the unholiness and the 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 way that we de- we deal with the the whole process of refinement of the unholy side, and the way we take back the sparks from it has to be also a way of trickery and deception and mi kol mokin, nevertheless now we come to another point that even though we're talking about the the way that you refine here is that you you come out of prayer with a strong decision that you realize that the true life force of everything is godliness. and <clears throat> You don't want the physicality just for itself. You want to get the godly energy from the physical and take it back to its holy source. But when you're dealing with the physical, you don't see the person's intentions. His intention is not revealed. What's revealed is that he's involved in physical. He's eating or he's in his business. He's not thinking about this intention. Um, it's just it's left over that strong decision that he made during prayer. So now his whole life is imbued with a deeper meaning even though in that moment he's not, so to say, thinking about it. But you see in the end, what does he end up using? What does he end up using that energy he got from the food or the money he made from his business? He uses it for a holy purpose. So he says, however, <speaking in Hebrew> This type of refining of the sparks from the physical is in a way of katness, of smallness, of more immature way of refining. Shal <speaking in Hebrew> it says um, concerning this way of refining it says within the stomach he tricked his brother that that which is in a way of whatever whatever is in a way of uh, trickery and deception to that's because it's in a way of uh, immature state a smallness of 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 pregnancy pregnancy um so we see here the the verse says that bebetin within the stomach, meaning what in that's talking about the when the baby's in the stomach with the mother, mother is pregnant. That's when there's this idea of trickery, and I mean this is obviously a deeper hinted explanation of this verse, and not the simple explanation. But the whole idea of this deception, the refining, refining the sparks in a way of deception, is only when a person is in the state of pregnancy, when that is when the baby is in a immature, small state, not yet developed. And which is the opposite of godless godless is when it's immature when the baby's totally ve- developed and out of the stomach now, so whenever a person is dealing with things in a way of deception, it shows that he's still in an immature state who as it's known in this state when in pregnancy in pregnancy um everything is in a way like the Zayar says three are included within the three what does that mean that the three faculties of the intellect, chokh binadas, are hidden and absorbed and included within, subsumed within the three faculties below it, the emotional faculties of Chesig Fetis and the emotional faculties of Chesig Fetis are hidden within the Netzachid the three even lower faculties which relate more to the actual expression of the emotions in a more uh, physical way, how you get those emotions or those, that intellect out to the world. So... <coughs> The whole idea of pregnancy is that is the the three are included within the three. And that's why it says in the pregnancy that the Roshe Bein Birkov, that the baby's head is between his knees, which shows that his head, which is his intellectual faculties, are between the knees, meaning are, are now included and subsumed uh, within the lower faculties that relate to the knees, which is even the Natsachid <laughs> yisaid, Like it says in the zayar, the train shaking, they're the two thighs, um, so, in a state of pregnancy, everything is in a very immature state, to the extent that even the, you know, the highest faculties of the person are actually descent or in a descent and are hidden within the lower faculties of the emotions, and the emotions are hidden within the lower faculties of the, of the, um, of the lower faculties which relate more to the expression. And the only thing that's in a revealed state at that immature state in pregnancy, is the lowest faculties of the person, which is the netzachid um which are faculties of the person that relate to how you express the emotions and the intellect in the outside world, not how they relate to the emotions themselves and the intellect themselves. And similarly, in this aforementioned state of the process of refining the sparks from the physical, shakovani behelim, that your intention, uh, your, your 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 intention to connect everything back to the godliness is really isn't a concealed state. But and it's just a leftover trace from your decision you made during during davening. And that's the just the <coughs> the lowest faculties of the person. It's just the that's and that's the same idea. And the netzachid hidusayd or netzach. it's the uh, victory. Hoid as hoidah, the admitting, the admitting to the truth, even though you don't feel it. is the connection. Basically, these faculties are, even though I don't feel it right now, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be victorious over myself and and go along with my decision. Hoid is the same idea as hoidah. Even though I don't feel the truth and I'm not sensing it right now, I admit, I came to already. I admitted this is the truth and I'm gonna live my life according to that truth, and that's what's happening here in this process of refinement. He's not feeling the intention right now when he's involved with the physical. It's just the leftover from his decision he made during during davening, and it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna be victorious over physical. I'm not gonna just let it go, let it control my life. I'm going to end up uplifting the physical. So it's just the m- most immature state of the process of refining here. and the reason being, because also in the in the, in the outset. During his prayer, his um, contemplation on the greatness of Hashem and how godliness is the only true, is the true life of everything, that contemplation well, it was in a way of katness the immature, um, confined, intellectual state, not a true, deep, uh, broad contemplation. And there, there's, it's necessary that there should be an exertion to really exert yourself within the in this contemplation but and that especially within the it has to be even more exertion in the in the emotion of the generating this emotion of love that you should only love you should only want the godliness of everything and not what you see with your eyes, not the physicality that your whole intention with, when you're involved in a physical should only be for the sake of heaven. This all comes to him with a lot of work, hard work, and exertion. Really, he has to put a lot of toil to make this work. So, um, being that in the in the first place, during his his service to Hashem during prayer, his contemplation of how godliness is the main the main thing, his state of his mind is in a very confined, immature state. That's why he has to work so hard in this contemplation to really get it into his head that godliness is the main life of everything. And he has to work even harder to generate a real emotion that I want, I only want um, the godliness and not the physical, not what I see with my eyes. I want the truth, which is hidden. It's, it's very hard for this person who's at an immature um, intellectual state to, to, first of all, have a true contemplation and a true recognition of this truth and even more so to actually generate a desire to live by that truth. It comes to him with a great a lot of toil. it's not easy that's because his intellectual state is very immature still um in parentheses, that's because um in the very least he's 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 still enclothed and meshed in the physical world and therefore his service of Hashem in contemplation. And comprehension of of godliness during prayer, it's impossible for him to be. It's he can only have that contemplation within the the godly energy and the external ray of godliness which encloses within the worlds and comes in a enclosed way, meaning on only the limited level of godliness. Therefore, it requires great exertion and toil because the godly energy which he's focusing on here is. It's enclothed and hidden within the physicality of the worlds. And even more so, this is hard because of his own, the person's own enclosement in the physicality. That the light and the influence of his godly soul is enclothed within, entrapped, so to say, within the animal soul. And that's why it requires a great toil until he understands and he feels. A godly idea, like this idea of how the godliness is the true energy of everything, the true life of everything. So, what we just said in the parentheses is that um, this person, there's two, there's two reasons why this is a, this is hard for him to really understand, and it takes a lot of toil for him to get to a true recognition and a true feeling, and a true desire to connect to the godliness, is because um, he's dealing with, he's thinking about the godly energy which is enclosed within the worlds, meaning this is an energy which is. So to say, hidden behind the veil of creation of physicality, and therefore it's hard to penetrate through that veil, through that concealment of the physical, and to really understand, because you're not you're not, you're, ta- you're dealing with the level of godliness which is hidden with behind the behind the veil of physicality, and all and all even more so because the person himself we're talking about a type of person, um, whose level of the service of Hashem is that his godly soul is trapped still within the animal soul. He's not in the level of a tzaddik. A truly righteous person who's totally transformed the, God, the animal soul so the animal soul doesn't conceal anymore, this person, his animal soul, still desires animalistic things and it conceals the influence of the godly soul. Therefore, it's a lot harder for him to relate to the spiritual and to really contemplate and to feel the spiritual. <laughs> and this is all because a person is in an immature state and is within his intellect, Um, because he's in an immature intellectual state and therefore also his process of refining the sparks, the holy sparks and physicality the whole rest of the day is also in an immature state which means that his intention of his real intention of refining, uplifting these sparks is, is concealed, is in a hidden state um, and what he and what you really see in that moment is just as involved in the physicality, and therefore he relates to all the the physicality in a way of trickery of deceit but it has to be in such a way because because in order to take the sparks, the holy sparks back from the the um, the snake, which symbolizes the whole idea of klipa and tumah, who al day armo has to come through trickery and deception because that's the way that the klipa got it in the first place. <clears throat> but still, this is a lower level person because his immature state of, in, of immature intellectual state. And therefore, it's very hard for him to really come to real recognition of this truth that godliness is the true life and a real feeling for... And a real desire to connect to that godliness. Therefore, this whole way that he deals with physicality has to be in a way of deception. Even though that, that is the way that we have to do deal with physicality because that's the way it was taken... the holy sparks were taken in the first place. Um, however, There is a type of a refinement of the sparks that's not in a way of trickery or deception. Like it says in the, in the verse, the righteous man eats to satiate his soul. Um, so here we see that it's talking about a tzaddik. This is a different level of person. Not in the same level we've been talking about until now. And the way that his way that he's eating, the way he's dealing with physicality, is not to satiate his body. Like it is with the person we talked about until now, he's just dealing with physical in a way that doesn't seem like you can't see his hidden intention here. No. This person, he's eating to satiate his soul. His whole eating is in a spiritual way. His, his, his intention when he's eating is just to... Connect to the godly sparks within that food, and nothing about the physical at all. He's going to say now, <speaking in> he <Hebrew> His whole eating is just to satiate his soul. <speaking in Hebrew> that even when he's eating and involved in the physical, he, he doesn't. He's not compared to of at all. He doesn't. So sort to of say, look, it doesn't look like he's friends with the world, with the physical. <speaking in Hebrew> he has no real connection to the physical at all even when he's involved with it, like unlike the person we spoke about before. Um, and not like the way of refinement before, that in the time of his eating, he's actually involved with the physical of that food, at least, in that time. In the time he's actually involved with the food he's eating, he is involved with the physicality. Um, in the parentheses, to the TV and we can say that being that that he is, uh, he has some type of connection to the physicality. This person, on this lower level of refinement, and therefore, at that moment, he's just totally involved in the physical, and that, and that energy which he got from that physical eating that food became flesh and flesh and blood of that person. Therefore, a person has to go through a state of uh, refinement. To um, afterwards. This is what's implied also in Tanya in chapter eight. Like it says there, unless a person didn't take any physical benefit and any pleasure from this world, like uh, like that uh, he never tasted. The, he never tasted the, the pleasure in food. He just got. He just totally connected to the godly energy within all the food, and he took away his whole taste for food. So. It, this person is on a lower state of refining, even though he uplifts the sparks. But being that in the moment he's involved in the physical, he does taste the food and he is involved in the physical taste. Therefore, he has to go through a, a cleansing process afterwards. After he passes away, his soul has to go through a cleansing in, in Ghanim, and has to go through a certain cleansing process to get off, get all that schmutz, the you know the dirt, so to say, that he brought into his soul because he ate at that moment. He ate. Just, he was involved in the physical, and that energy that he got became part of his existence. It became his blood, it became his flesh. And therefore, you have to get take that out. Uh, unless you didn't have any pleasure when you ate at all, and that's like the tzaddik who only ate to satiate his soul, then you don't have to go through that cleansing process. But for this righteous person, it was a, his whole process of refinement is on a whole another level. His eating is only to satiate his godly soul. Nothing to do with the physicality of the food at all. And to, nothing to do with just getting the physical energy from it. It's just about, I want to connect to that spiritual spark in, within that and give that energy to my godly soul. And everyone can understand this, though. That is a high level of a tzaddik, how a tzaddik eats. It's, we, we can't really, it's a really high, hard level to reach. But every, this is an example for this is like on Shabbos. my Michael magashem kalal. That every person on Shabbos, there is a mitzvah to have pleasure to to have pleasure during Shabbos to maanig the Shabbos to bring pleasure to Shabbos. That's why we have to eat nice foods on Shabbos, and therefore, when you eat on Shabbos, it doesn't make you more physical at all. Even though you're involved in the physical, even you're tasting the food, but that is a mitzvah on Shabbos. So therefore, that taste doesn't bring you down; it doesn't make you more physical. Of course, lefisha nichel ba because everything on Shabbos is a mitzvah to take that pleasure. Therefore. When you take that pleasure in the physical aspect of the food, it's actually becoming absorbed in godliness, because you're fulfilling a mitzvah by doing that. Um, and that's the tzaddik's way of eating the rest of the whole week. He eats in a way of Shabbos. He's connecting everything to godliness, to godliness, into his godly soul, and nothing to do with the physical taste of it. Um, and now in the parentheses, the Sefer named in Zayin, and Tanya, and Tanya in chapter seven, midame achilas Shabbos lachila l'shem Shemaim. He actually compares the eating of Shabbos to the eating for the sake of heaven, which well, is just it's not what we're saying here. Eating for the sake of heaven, the lower level of refinement, meaning that when a person eats, he's involved in the physical, and afterwards he uses it for, this, for you know, the use of that energy to daven or pray. Um, that's a lower level, but in, in Tanya, it says no, that this actually, this level of eating for the sake of heaven is compared to the eating of Shabbos. But here we're saying no, it's not at all, it's the same idea. Uh, so that's why the Rebbe Shabbos says we need to look into this more. Shabbos ha because on Shabbos um, the the evil of the klipas neiga, of the concealment of of the godly sparks, is pushed away uh, through the two flaming fires that come on air, on the on the eve of Shabbos. Which comes from Chaim, the spiritual, this, uh, the Kabbalistic concept explained in Priyets Chaim, uh, the writings of the Arizal, the Atayv and the all the good and Shabbos is then becomes absorbed in godliness and holiness of The de Another place it's explained that the pleasure the person experiences on during eating in Shabbos is a pleasure that the really the pleasure of the godly soul, not the pleasure like it usually is of the animal soul. So. Basically, we left off with a little bit of a question here. Um, How can you compare, like it says in Tanya, how can you compare the eating of Shabbos to the eating for the sake of heaven, which we can explain here that it's actually on a lower level than the eating of Shabbos. Um, The Shabbos, all the evil parts of the food are pushed away, and the good is uplifted in holiness, and it seems to be that your pleasure on Shabbos is actually the pleasure of the godly soul, and this is not at all comparable to the eating during the week. When it's your animal soul taking pleasure, you just afterwards you use that you use that energy you got for a holy purpose and connect it back to its source. Okay, after the parentheses, the end of the page, vahainu So we're saying that the tzaddik, his eating is just to satiate his godly soul, nothing to do with the physicality and the, and the animal soul. And just like on Shabbos, that the phys- the food doesn't make a person more coarse and doesn't make him more physicalized uh, at all, because the food is not it's not. It's all become uh, absorbed in in godliness through the uplifting of all the worlds on Shabbos, and therefore the food does not bring Him down anymore on Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, there's a revelation of godliness within all the worlds. That's the whole concept of the aliyah sa'ilomis, the ascent of all the worlds during Shabbos. Because there's a revelation of godliness in Shabbos that doesn't happen during the rest of the week. And that revelation of godliness makes so everything, all the physical, is up- uplifted and absorbed in godliness, and therefore, when you eat on Shabbos, it's not taking you down, even though you're experiencing physical pleasure from the food. The et sadikim, and this applies also to the sadikim, the righteous, the completely righteous, the Chema the godless, they are on a state of a mature, a mature intellectual state during their prayer. And uh, The next page, Shemeir Lehem begilui. And they have a revelation of godliness and of um, that totally transcends all the chain, uh, the chain of creation. And a revelation of godliness which is above being enclosed in the worlds and trapped within the worlds and concealed by the worlds. They don't need the same toil and exertion during their prayer and their contemplation, and their feeling of God, and also their refining, the process of refinement of the sparks from the physical also happens in an automatic way. Not through having to be totally enclosed and enmeshed in a mesh the physicality, the way that you, regular people are involved in the physical, they're, involved in the, they're totally involved in the physical in that moment. And that means they're totally becoming enclosed in the physical. And the physical's, is really concealing concealing their godly soul. Only afterwards they take that energy from the physical user for a spiritual. But the tzaddik, who experiences, who first of all his estate, his intellectual state, is such a more broad level. He really, he gets, he he can really connect to these godly concepts in a true way, without exertion, because he really he doesn't have the same concealment that the rest of uh, people have. His he's so much more. His soul's on a higher level. And his physicality doesn't conceal so much of his body, and his animal soul has already been transformed. So he experiences a real revelation of godliness, not of the level of godliness, godliness which is trapped and concealed by the world, but a level of godliness which transcends all of the worlds. And therefore, that is not that uh, just comes and reveals him in a revealed in a real in a revealed way, just like Shabbos, all the worlds experience that revealed revelation of godliness, and therefore all the worlds, all the physicality is uplifted and can be. Um, Experience with pleasure and doesn't it doesn't take away from the connection back to the spiritual source. So therefore, these sadikim they don't require such ex- toil and exertion during their prayer, um, to experience that feeling, that desire to want the godly sparks and everything, because their mature emotion, uh, mature intellectual state, and also their process of refinement, is not in a way of fighting, and not in a way where they have to be involved in the physicality when they eat it, there's no there's no fight they just go straight to they connect straight to the godly spark within the food so they're because their godly soul wants that there's no animal soul fighting against them and wanting to take pleasure from the physical taste of the food stop on the top 3 lines on the top of the page 73 Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chesedis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, ChesedisOnline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Tehrer Lukute Tehrer almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other or older my that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tavim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at RabbiGelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every, of that episode. Thank you very much.